Good morning, everyone. It's another winning Wednesday for January 15th. It's a Wednesday here on the Daily Live webcast called GenCast. It happens every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFVLive.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono. You can tweet me at Jennifer Dono and use the hashtag GenCast. So today's headline show... Um, I should say it's Winning Wednesday show, and it's a headline show, so we're talking all about things that are happening in the news. The first topic that I want to bring up was an article that was published in Mashable yesterday, not necessarily a headline or anything controversial, but it was something that I thought was interesting to consider, especially if you're a journalist, a freelance writer, a lot of people are starting their own media companies, whether they're doing live webcasting, they're doing something similar um, to YFE with blogging, that kind of a thing. So Mashable is saying essentially why this is the age of publishers, not journalists, and it's kind of an odd article because it, it starts it off by talking about all of these journalists that started with like the Wall Street Journal and different tech publications and have now gone out on their own. And they were praising the journalists, basically saying, because of this one person, uh, certain articles and certain things are going viral and millions of views happen for things like I, like I said, the Wall Street Journal, uh, because of this one person's writing and their um, what they're able to, to share. And so then at the very end of the article, it goes into... Oh, but alas, no, that's not really the case because essentially the the publications, what they're arguing, no matter how awesome the author is, no matter how amazing this journalist is and how many hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers they have, it's still the platform that gives them that leverage. It's still the platform, whether it's Wall Street Journal or or Mashable that allows them to have an article go viral. So they go off like Kara Swisher, um, I believe has started one. Um, they talk about this one author that was for the Wall Street Journal and he seems a little controversial. Um, that or the Washington Post is the one that they focus on and that he started his own and it's it, you know it gets millions and millions of views but it's hard to compete with things like the Wall Street Journal and if the Wall Street Journal is really going to or the Washington Post or whatever publication it is is going to be hurt by these journalists utilizing social media to go off on their own right so they have these hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers uh, rather than pointing them to go to another platform, they say, hey, let's go on to mine and find out more about me. So uh, definitely check it out. It's a good article, like I said, especially if it's something that you're interested in doing as far as um, if you're a free freelance writer and you want to go off on your own or if you're considering going to work for some someone else. Um, yeah, definitely just check it out. So with that being said, let's move on to the next one. This is the controversial one, Launch Conference or Launch Festival. Uh, by at Jason, and I don't ever know how to pronounce his last name, Kalanakis? Is that right? So anyway, the Launch Festival, if you go to, I think it's events.launch, something like that, let me pull it up, events.launch.co forward slash festival. Uh, so he has um, this big festival that happens, and they came out with their speakers, and let me just scroll down and you tell me if you notice anything. So this is young female entrepreneurs, right? It's called GenCast, but it's primarily about entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s. And so let's look through. Do you guys notice anything funny? Yeah, it's all dudes. 
<laughs> so if you're listening to the audio, um, at Jason or Jason Kalkanakis, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. I watch him on his um, This Week in Startups. Great show. Highly recommend it. It's on YouTube um, and on iTunes. And um, I really like him. I like the guy. Uh, he came out with this lineup of all men in his festival, and then uh, a little bit of controversy controversy um, sparked up around it. So at Jason, that's his Twitter handle, gotten a little bit of a feud with at Shanley. So at Shanley, uh, actually, a couple days later, it turns out she was launching a new uh, publication called ModelViewCulture.com. And it's funny because, you know, on Twitter you now see... Um, you get alerts for people that are following other people, or if a lot of people have followed one person, well, uh, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine, Fast Company, all of the big publications that I follow on Twitter, it told me we're starting to follow this model view culture. And I feel like a lot of what she was doing was sparking up controversy to get her name out there and to have people notice her to check out this new um, publication. So I want to get your opinion on the feud. It's essentially she was arguing that at Jason is at fault for announcing a 100% male lineup for his tech startup conference called Launch. And he came back and basically defended himself and said, this is only 5% of the of the speakers. We're going to have so many more speakers coming up. We're looking for a female keynoter. And so it's still, it like spurred on more controversy. My only opinion in all of this is that what I don't understand as a conference producer, someone that's putting on something, why you wouldn't because he's not I he's not I don't think it's an issue like he's he's singling out women or pushing them aside it just seems like poor marketing maybe he was trying to spark controversy by doing 100% men and then there's like saying oh well we're gonna have lots more wi- lots more women coming up um or what his his whole point in doing this but he definitely why would you announce a speaker lineup with all men if you you have to expect some type of controversy right so let me know who's winning in the situation he came out and defended himself though on twitter he spoke out to the people that were really saying bad things about him rather than just letting it be pushed off to the side these people take the idea of um of gender equality very seriously in the tech world. Why? Because another interesting thing that came out, she was pointing the blame at the Y Combinator founder, Paul Graham. And so he's been someone that's been in the news headlines recently. TechCrunch, he he had a response to critics saying Y Combinator is planning an event for female founders. And there was a whole article about how he's not discriminating women and accepting uh, a small percentage into Y Combinator. And we've actually had Catherine Minshew on, who is in Y Combinator, and she talked a little bit about it, and she he mentioned her in his response as well. So anyway, Shanley called him out uh, because he is a keynoter at the conference, and uh, he has a very long response, and we'll include links to all of this. So I don't know who wins in this situation or why it's so, I mean, this is, look at this blog post. Or this, I guess, I don't know if it's, you could say it's a blog post, but it's a response. (laughs) Crazy long, right? He definitely took this seriously. He has annotations at the bottom. And at the very bottom, he thanks people that helped him uh, review or read drafts. So they're definitely taking it seriously. Like I said, they don't want to make, they don't want people to think that they're discriminating against women in any way. So like I said, let me know what your opinion is on this. Tell me who you think is winning in the situation. And um, we'll just keep an eye on it. I just I think it's something that's interesting. I 
absolutely don't have an answer for you know, if I ha- or even an opinion on uh, the amount of women that are either you know female founders in startups or women that are getting venture venture funding or women that are starting tech companies. I mean, how do we fix the problem? And I just it's all things that I'm very interested in hearing what your thoughts are on, and we can keep the discussion going. It's I do think it's important though that the discussion is out there in the first place. So moving on, another winning company. So this company is definitely winning. Wow, winning. Oscar, <laughs> new health insurer, raises $30 million. And this is out there in a few places, but this particular article is posted in the NewYorkTimes.com. So Oscar is a, is a company, a health insurance company, that's supposed to be... Um, renovating or breaking the mold or whatever you say, uh, the health insurance um, industry. And so, like they said, hello, New York. They're just in New York right now. Um, We're a new kind of health insurance company that is using technology to make insurance simple, is what it says. And I really, this is something that I've been following for a while because they were, along with YEC, YEC started their own, which I believe is called startupinsurance.com. Um, This was another one that's often mentioned in the articles at the same time as YEC. And it's just a website. This is the thing. It's not doing anything crazy with insurance as far as uh, someone mentioned in the comment in the article. It's not me. I still have to pay for my services versus any type of other really groundbreaking type of a a company. But at the same time, if you are self-employed and you've had to sign up for insurance, you know (laughs) it's such a headache. I don't... I did it um, in 2010 when Obamacare was first passed, and you know it was like the four years type of timeline, and it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do (laughs) to go through insurance, and it was so expensive, and I didn't understand what I was getting. So if you look at the HighOscar.com website, it breaks it all down really nicely, and at the very bottom, this is my favorite part here. It, it lets you see very simply how much can, it's going to cost you. So here's an example. If you just even click this, you can see uh, single with no kids, and it gives you some options for plans. So I just thought it was just a fantastic idea as far as trying to simplify how people purchase the service, first of all, which is a headache in and of itself. But also they try and make it a little bit more personable as far as how the service is provided to you with doctors um, being on call and certain services are laid out as free to make sure that your health is in good shape. And it's, I mean, that's the same with a lot of health insurance companies, but they make that really stand out and make it clear to you from the beginning. So the last, I just got a couple more because I want to make sure to mention this. This is an article in Entrepreneur. I've got a couple of them from there, um, but this is all over the place. The The headline is more bad news for patent trolls. So this is a win for small businesses that have had to deal with patent trolls. And there is a company um, that we've had on YFE Chat Live that's owned by a young female entrepreneur. Started by it with a bra. It's Joey Bra. Um, and they were featured in GeekWire, a local publication here, for having an issue with a patent troll where someone had um, put a patent out for, uh, I forget if it was a bra or something that could carry something. It was so generalized. And so what happened uh, in this case, in this story, is that the New York uh, New York atten- Attorney General Eric T. Schneiderman reached a civil settlement with notorious Delaware patent firm. And so this is just something that's basically creating precedence for the idea that 
we're not going to stand for this any longer. These patent companies that purchase old patents that are so broad and generalized that they can stop small businesses from uh, from selling goods or having them pay a, a license fee for something that they've never even created. So if you watch Shark Tank, Mark Cuban is a big advocate of this. He talks a lot about it on the show. So anyway... Uh, the New York Attorney General won, and um, so basically this is just giving small businesses a little bit better peace of mind. Unfortunately for the people that lost their cases in the past, it's still kind of a bummer, I'm sure. So on that note, another thing that happened was the U.S. Court of Appeals overturns net neutrality, and this is something that people are talking a lot about on Twitter. And so the one thing I just wanted to point out quickly with this is that uh, look it up a little bit more. Because I think it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally when I see people that are in tech startups talk about it. But at the same time, there's pros and cons with the idea of the Internet being something that uh, that the government is and has their hands in. So basically what Verizon did was come back at them and say, no, net neutrality is not something you can do. You cannot tell a business owner how they can charge and how they can deliver a service. And so one of the companies or one of the publications that I thought that did a really good job of pointing this out was Popular Science, (laughs) of all places. I'm going to link to that. And so they explain that a little bit further. So it's the idea that these large companies like Netflix and Google and people like that can pay a bigger fee because basically what they're saying is that not everyone is equal in using the internet. Some people that are using internet for communications, whether it's video for entertainment or sending Skype over or something like that versus someone just looking at a website that's two different uses and two ways of consuming and how data is being taken. And so um, Verizon won and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this and uh, definitely check out the article. It's a good one in Popular Science and it helps you understand it a little bit more as far as a consumer and someone that is a small business owner within this. And two big wins. Wow, winning. (laughs) That will help you become more winning on this winning Wednesday is the Horizon Shoots. All of your videos in landscape. It's an article that was out of TechCrunch. And this is, I just thought it was funny because um, my business partner, she's in, she does video. Yet whenever she shoots a video, she always holds the camera like this. And so you end up, you see it on like Jimmy Kimmel or the Today Show when they show clips. It's the, um, what's that called? The vertical look of the video is horrible. It drives me crazy. So this app is, I think, 99 cents. It's like 50% off right now in the app store. It's called Horizon. Check it out. It makes all of your videos go into the to the landscape view automatically, even if you hold it like this. So I would definitely check it out so you can become more winning in video. And then finally, the last thing that I wanted to mention that is definitely going to help us win as far as being more social on the internet is that Tumblr, you can now tag people using the at symbol. So that's all very exciting. Hopefully uh, you grabbed something that will help you win the rest of the week. Check out the net neutrality uh, stuff on Popular Science. Check out the Horizon app and make sure that you uh, tag people on Tumblr. Get on Tumblr if you're not on it yet. It's really fun. I enjoy it. So you've been watching Winning Wednesday on the daily live webcast called GenCast. Hopefully I'll see you back here tomorrow for Thematic Thursday. Friday, we're talking all about women and how to make 2014 an awesome year, what actions to take with one of the authors of a popular entrepreneur magazine article. 
So make sure that you sign up for yfb.me forward slash mailed it to find out all the news that's happening with young female entrepreneurs. This has been Jennifer Dono. Thank you so much for watching live. Tweet me using at Jennifer Dono and use the hashtag GenCast.